Barney and Friends Barney Simon Jacaranda FM Joe Parker, the legendary comedian and nice guy. He loves Australians. <laughs> He's here with me tonight, Men at Work. We're just discussing off air about 80s music and, mm. uh, you know, uh, how good it was produced. It was more of a fashion thing anyway, but mm. you listen to those songs now and they still sound good, eh? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that the music uh, well produced and mm. also, you know, the the words, uh, the songs had words mm. <laughs> that you could listen to and relate to, even though some of them were, you know, fantasy stories and all that, but great music from the 80s. Right. Uh, now you are in matric. Uh, was mm. that, uh, did you enjoy school? As you say, I mean, you, you, you studied hard, you did a bit of sport and whatever. Mm. Now, the question I ask uh, all my guests as well, were you bullied at school or did you bully the other kids? No, no, I, I didn't get bullied and um, because I was kind of that middle size, you know, didn't get bullied, didn't bully. Um, uh, even when I was a prefect in primary school, did not take advantage of the fact that I was a prefect. Uh, in high school, when you in, in, in high school at DHS, it was standard seven or grade nine, which where it started, where most uh, high school started in standard six. Um, you had to fag, you know, the, uh, the, the prefects would get you doing kind of trivial and, you know, you know random stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of being bullied, no, I never got bullied. Um, I, I didn't play the right sport. I was very inter- into soccer. So um, I used to play what they call lost league rugby on a Friday afternoon. You had to play sport, played a bit of cricket, uh, but never played sport for for high school. And uh, you're a Man United fan, I heard. Yeah. yeah. You guys oh. are doing well for a change. Well, now we're coming back, yeah. And uh, but by the way, I'm not a, a Man United support come, uh, supporter come lately. Mm. I've been supporting since way, way back in the 60s, you know. So I didn't start supporting like a lot of the guys did when they started doing well. Mm. I've been a supporter. Supporter in the first game I watched them play, they lost at QPR uh, in, in London in 1975, bought my first scarf. They actually lost. It was the, the year they got off they got promoted from the second division so i'm a you know i've really i've enjoyed them i was fanatical now i'm pretty cool about it because we won quite a lot and i'm very chilled about it don't have to watch no they they are winners and uh you know after fergie left uh you Mm. know what a legend as well Mm. uh they'll they'll uh, pick it up again and it's it's about the players at the end of the day you know and the fans they expect so much but uh we're going to talk about uh, while you were at school, um, were you a funny guy? Did you, uh, you know, obviously at that stage, there wasn't really comedians around or anything mm. that we knew of because, I mean, on television and stuff like that in this mm. country, we never got the Monty Pythons and stuff. But at school, uh, were you a funny guy or not? Um, a bit of a smart ass, you mm. know, like uh, in, in, in and out of mild trouble, you know, for being facetious and uh, making jokes and all that type of thing. But I don't, did not think of myself as a clown. Mm. I think the the teachers probably thought you know that I was a bit maybe over exuberant, um, and probably in high school you know once I got in high school, um, I think I realised that I kind of didn't like the structure of everything. You know, I mean, I knew I had to do it, but you know, I always try to make light of it. So I'd be I'd crack jokes and get into trouble for that, but not not nothing hectic. You know, just say the wrong thing at the right time, make the class laugh, and then. Mm get censured for it you know were you ever scared to stand in front of the class and read something or poetry no. or 
Not at all. No, My, no. Most kids are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I never had a problem reading or being, again, being asked to go to the, the blackboard and write stuff on the board. Never had a problem with that. Um, not because I thought I was overconfident, but I, I think when I was younger, um, it, it was quite exciting for me to be able to, to be picked on, to be highlighted and oh. said, look, you get up there and do that. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And any of the school teachers, I mean, obviously, maybe some of them aren't around anymore, but uh, that stood out for you. That meant something. You know, that educated you in a nice way and you became friends with, and you know, that, that one-on-one conversation. Um, there, there must be a couple that stood n- out. Nobody that I bonded with to the extent that we could say, you know, have a beer with after I left, left high school. I do remember um, my Afrikaans teacher in high school was a guy called Mr. Ullerman, who was, was of German descent, who was of, you know, nobody liked him. But my Afrikaans was, was really bad. And we got him in standard eight or grade 10. And uh, because of the fact that he was so, so strict, I, I really, my Afrikaans really improved because I was, you know, I was really kind of really wary of the guy. Everyone said he, his father he was in the Gestapo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was that, that sort of guy. So I remember him and, um, and really I kind of, I got through matric because my dad put me in the boarding establishment for the last term of matric. So in other words, you know, I had to go to prep, I had to go SWAT and I got a university exemption matric pass, but Obviously, didn't go to university, but uh, you know mm. it, that was what got me through eventually. Your favourite, uh, fa- <coughs> sorry, your favourite uh, subject? Probably geography. I really okay. enjoyed geography, um, and probably maths as well. Quite enjoyed that. maths. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> most, most people struggle with that. Yeah. Do you do you use maths now? Um, we use maths. Everybody like, uses it all the time without realizing it. With everything mm. that you do, there's always a, a logic to stuff. You know. Mm. Um, you know, and I look at my kids, you know, they've done maths now, which I, I could never fathom, you know, because our stuff was a lot easier then. Um, but all my, for some reason or other, genetically, all my children are science and maths. Absolutely, they can do it, eh? And never, not, never had to ask me, but it seems like it's something genetic about it, you know, that mm. you either get it or you don't. And they got it quite early. So uh, uh, you left. Uh, did you know about say uh, you know, matric? You know, because a lot of kids, you go like, "Hey, I don't know what I want to do." Yeah. You know, uh, when I leave school, uh, did, you, did you have the option to go to the army or not? I had to go to the army. Oh, you had to. Well, as well. Let me explain. I mean, when um, um, when I was in high school, we used to do like a uh, um, what they did. It was called a CUDA profile, where they would tell you what you should be looking at doing at university. And um, because I had a, I was, you know, they felt that I was going to get a matric exemption. Um, they said I should have been a metallurgist or um, um, a metallurgist or what was the other thing, a mining engineer. And I just couldn't see that, eh? just not see that at all. And uh, what I eventually did when I left matric, I went to I joined the Merchant Navy, was in, went to college for a year, and I was a chief for what, close on three years. Um, so I would, in hindsight, I think I would have quite enjoyed going to varsity. Not sure exactly what I would have done. In hindsight, perhaps uh, something like um, psychology or, uh, you know, something interesting where you've got to, where, where to do with people. But at that time, it was never an option, you know, because of my circumstances then. There was no support system, mm. really. That It was just such a good option to go and join the Merchant Navy. Anything funny that happened there while you uh, spent oh, your no. three years? <laughs> there must no. be a good story. Uh, well, <laughs> one, one of the stories which I tell people is that, you know, everybody's got this little uh, fantasy about putting a pie in somebody's face. And <laughs> I'll I tell you what I did. One, uh, one, we were, I was on a, 
on a ship that we were in Luanda in Angola at the time, and um, the, the we we had a cocktail party on the ship for the South African ambassador, and there was another ship in in port at the same time, and all the the crew were there, and and right in the middle of this buffet table was this huge cream cake, and after a few drinks, I just saw this cream cake in the chief engineer's face, the guy from the other ship, and. I put it in his face. And it was just one of those, it was like a cartoon. Because it landed in his face and he blinked and the two bits of cake fell out of his eyes and he just this white face with two holes. And I just hot-footed it down to my cabin. He didn't know where I was living, locked the cabin and I didn't surface and I had to go and apologize the next day. So that's sort of funny thing. But we had a lot of fun doing other stuff, which I can't really talk about here. Can you imagine having uh, selfies in those days, that would have been funny, huh? Yeah, absolutely. But the, yeah. The, those three years you spent here, was mm. it uh, life-changing for you? Did you learn a lot about life? Did you, um, you know, what, what uh, changed you as a human being or maybe not? Did it make you stronger, more positive, you know? Yeah, I think it got me out of um, what I consider to be maybe a difficult situation while I was at school. You know, I was able to have t- a lot of time to reflect because I spent a lot of time up on the bridge at the, all hours of the night, you know, looking at stars and and seeing some amazing things, you know, like meteorites flying over the, you know, through the universe and um, things like uh, plankton in the sea, like a sea, uh, like 10 miles of, 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 of fluorescent in the sea, you know. And seeing things like giant mantas coming out of the the sea and splashing and 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 traveling to interesting places. I mean, we had ten days in Mauritius every six weeks for about ten months. Wow. You know that was before Mauritius was what it was now, but it was magnificent. You know, just really uh, very very a lot of time for introspection. Very very peaceful. Very enjoyable. And, you know, we had some, some really interesting things that happened, you know, like just a lot of fun things, you know. And you never hit an iceberg? No, not at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> no br- dropped a bit of ice on the floor while trying to fill a drink, yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to keep on chatting to you a little uh, later on. Joe Park is, yeah. 37942 at a cost of one rand fifty. Maybe you saw him live. Maybe uh, you can tell us something he doesn't know about himself, <laughs> something embarrassing or whatever that happened at a show or whatever. Maybe uh, you grew up with Joe, but you never had the opportunity to say, how's it? Now you have. Uh, SMS through and, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Maybe uh, some questions you want to ask. We're going to talk about uh, the comedian a little later on because there are a lot of stand-up comedians in this country. And I want to know about, you know, uh, when you go on that stage and you tell jokes, how to tell jokes. You know, uh, you know, some uh, comedians tell, you know, they got good one-liners, but I love comedians that tell stories like Joe Parker. And I'm going to tell Joe where I saw him for the very first time. But let's uh, play Third World, Try Ja Love. Why this song? We played it when, in the band that I had then at the time. And uh, it was probably my the first reggae song that I got involved with with the band you know i'd been doing quite a lot of kind of um you know standards and uh, pop songs before that but i really enjoyed it It was great rhythm and i kind of one of my my sort of entrees into reggae here we go let's have a listen to it oh it skipped it <laughs> no it is here don't worry here we go i found it tennis club the germ and the save the earth society Barney and Friends. Barney Simon.